We hope you enjoy this message recorded at Equippers Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipperschurch.com. I just want to start, or really, I'm not, I'll preach maybe a little bit, um, but I really don't, I don't want to tonight. Um, That's not me being stubborn. That's not me, it's what I feel that the Lord has placed on my heart for us tonight is I'm just, uh, what I want him, what I believe that he's asked us to do and to, to, to amplify, for a better word, is amplifying the sound of heaven, the sound of faith. Um, recently, in the natural, we've been having a lot of sound complaints. <laughs> Praise the Lord for that. Um, and even this afternoon, we had a sound complaint because our guy who was doing the vacuuming decided that he would want to turn up the music and vacuum to praise and worship. I reckon that's the best way to vacuum. (laughs) What would I know? (laughs) Actually, I do a little bit of vacuuming, but hey. (laughs) But um, and so anyway, in the natural, we've been having sound complaints and I'm like, okay, that's cool. And and we're working through it and it's not too much of a major but I, I really believe we've, we've got to get some sound complaints against hell tonight, yeah. against hell in, in, in our spirit. And I, I believe tonight God wants to just stir the sound and amplify the sound of heaven. And so tonight um, we've, we've lined up quite a few people to do testimonies. Uh, if we do have some space at the end, uh, I might open it up. So I'll let you know how that will work at the time. But I, I want to just start off with two scriptures. Um, and the first was from the from from this morning in Colossians chapter three. If you've got a Bible, I encourage you to go there. So you got Colossians is about the the middle of the New Testament, and the New Testament is about a quarter of the whole Bible near the right hand side. If you're looking for it in Colossians, there's this. I love that song that we've just sung, As It Is in Heaven. And really it's a song to amplify what we're we're talking about, what we're preaching about. In Colossians chapter 3, it says this, Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, which Christ sits in the place of honour and God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Over the next little while, I want to set our sights on the realities of heaven. I want to set our sights on, 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 on who God is, and God is faithful, God is powerful, God is, uh, he, he is the, I don't know, the bomb, if you want to call, use a little bit of that language. He's, he's everything. There is no one bigger, there is no one greater. He is the beginning, the end, the, the, if you call it in the Greek, the Alpha and Omega. He's the, uh, he, he's the all-knowing, all-powerful, all-present. He is God. And, and I believe that for, for us to encourage our city, for us to encourage one another, the amplification of heaven needs to come to earth. To not just sit our, sit, 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 not just to set our sights on what our day to day is. What's your day to day right now? Well, my day to day is 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 nappies and kids, or is my day to day is 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 um like 
Holidays, that's a good day-to-day. My day-to-day might be tutorials and, and lectures and all that. Your, your day-to-day might be work, your day-to-day, and it, can, and it can consume your thinking. But I just believe over the next little while, let's set our sights on the realities of heaven. Who believes in a God that can heal? Yeah. We all, I, I think we all believe in a God that can heal. Who believes in a uh, who who knows a God that can heal? Who's had experience of a God that can heal? Well, tonight, if you've never had experience in that, uh, we're going to pray at the end, and we're going to believe for healing because it's going to come from the power of the testimonies. And so, really, over the next little while, we want to amplify the sound of heaven and 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 encourage one another. Who loves hearing stories of breakthrough? Who loves hearing to people's testimonies of, love? this is what God has done in their life. Here's the thing. It's not just going to be for them. It's going to overflow for you and, and for me. And I'm excited about that. And so in Colossians chapter 3, again, set your sights on the realities of heaven. Think about the things of heaven. I want to encourage you to believe for provision. Believe for breakthrough. Believe for wellness or uh, for for sicknesses to be uh, healed. Believe for those breakthroughs, and and so tonight I want to encourage you with that. And the other thing that I want us to be encouraged in is is our testimony. Who's got a testimony? We've all got testimonies. We've got our personal testimony of the time or the, the journey of salvation that we understood or we, we, we realised our need of Jesus Christ. If you're in this room tonight and you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Saviour, you're in a great place because we love you and He loves you and, and, and you're going to get an opportunity at the end of the service. And I pray you make that decision because, because following Jesus is the most craziest, best life ever possible. You will live a life full of faith, a life full of blessed, uh, a life full of provision. You, you will have an amazing life. You will have a fun life. You will have, have some issues. You will have some trials. Um, but you, you can face absolutely anything with Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. And so our testimony, and I, I just want to read out of Revelation chapter 12. And so... Um, Oh, there's some interesting stuff in here. There's some interesting, I want to encourage you. Go read, go read the whole chapter. But um, uh, verse 7 of chapter 12, we'll go from there. And then there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and his angels, and the dragon lost the battle, and his, and, uh, his angels were forced out of heaven. This great dragon, the ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, the one deceiving the whole world, was thrown down to the earth with all his angels. Then I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens, It has come at last, salvation and power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters has been thrown down to earth, the one who accuses them before our God day and night. And they have defeated him by the blood of the Lamb, which is Jesus Christ, and their testimony. And they did not, and it goes on. And their testimony, and their testimony 
when God moves in your life, I believe we defeat the devil even more when we start testifying about it, when we start declaring who God is and, and what breakthrough is. I love hearing people's breakthroughs. Why? Because it's powerful because no one can argue with your testimony. And so tonight we've got testimonies. We've got different testimonies from all different, like we've got some younger people, we've got some other people. We've got, I'm just going to describe them as that right now. So I fall into a hole. But you know what? Here's the thing. Is over the last couple of weeks now, there's been prophetic words after prophetic words. People have come up to me. And the Lord is stirring this. The Lord is stirring the power of heaven on earth right now. And we have a, we have a great opportunity to steward what God wants to do. But it's going to come from our faith. It's going to come from what we believe in. It's going to come saying, are we actually going to think of the realities of heaven? Are we going to set our minds on the realities of heaven? Are we going to believe for breakthrough in these areas? Are we going to hold on to the promises? Or are we going to continue just doing our thing in our world and living good lives, but not experience the fullness of Christ? And so tonight, as you hear the testimonies, I want you to get behind these people. I want you to encourage them. And I pray that your heart is stirred with, uh, with what they say, and I'm sure they will be. So, so we've got a few of the uh, young youth who are going to start us off. And so where are you? Isaiah. Isaiah's down the back. Yeah. Just wear all that stuff. It looks cool. <laughs> Here he is. He's running. He's running. Woo. Do you want to come up here? All right. Here's the man. All right. Hello, I'm Isaiah, if you didn't hear. Um, I've been asked to um, share the um, youth's experiences as a collective up at Shout. But... Um, as I, was, as I was thinking about what I would say tonight, I realised that I actually have some of my own personal things I'd like to say too. <laughs> and my own, yeah, my own good stuff that, um, that God has done. So um, I'll start off with that, which, um, so originally, obviously, shout happened last week, and it's the school holidays. And so um, originally, me and my families were going to go up on holiday, and um yeah, we were gonna go up to Coromandel, and and um, I was and see my um, dad's mother, grandma, and um, and um, yeah, I was gonna um, I was gonna go down to Shout for the first week and then come back up, but um, on the night that we um, came up, we were in a car accident, and um, well, and it ended up we were pretty much all fine. Dad was um, um, had his um, hands had lacerations over his hands and um, he was having trouble with that. But um, we were fine and we got home safely. But we couldn't go up to um, Coromandel anymore and I couldn't go up to Shout. But thanks to some amazing people, which I am grateful for, um, I was offered to um, for someone to pay for my flights to go back up to Shout. So I had the weekend to think about that and. Um, the um, if you haven't been in the car accident, it's um, fairly traumatic and um, 
it stays with you afterwards. So um, I had to think about that and it was still fresh in my head during that. So um, yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a tough decision, but in the end I decided I may as well because I mean, I got really. I don't really have much to lose, um, and a, a lot to gain. So, yeah. So I, I decided I'd get there, and um, I'd say that um, that was probably an attempt from the devil to um, get me away from the shout. And um, so, um, yeah, I got there in the end, and um, on our way up, we were. Um, we had some. We had. We had this message, and I think it was. I must have been the second message um i don't know who i don't know who who was speaking but um there was i um there was there was a point that was uh, raised about how um if there is no trouble in your life then well that there is there is trouble in your life because the devil's angry at you and if you're having an easy life then the devil's not then the devil's not angry at you and you're doing something wrong as a christian (laughs) and so that was really, that was really cool. And um, yeah, so the youth were up at Shout and well, yeah, we had a, we had a, we had a fairly tough time, but um, we grew up, we, we grew from it. And um, one of the boys there, as you probably, most of you would have heard, um, Paul was, um, he fell ill and um, ended up in the hospital and um so um, and um, I feel like that was another attack from the devil. And um, I remember, I remember praying for him one one day. And I was uh, before he went to hospital, and I remember telling him that um, the whole ordeal of him being sick and not being able to go to any of the um, services at Shout that there would be a um, amazing testimony to come out of it that um, God would do. And um, so I was, I was praying over this, and I really believed that in my heart that it was happening. And then that night, he, he, had, he had some trouble, and he went down to hospital, so um, I felt kind of bummed out, to be honest. And, um, but I was still believing. And, um, yeah, and then, so, and then that brought um, us as a, as, a, as a youth group that um that brought us all together praying for him and um so we were we and um a lot of other people were getting sick and stuff too but um throughout the week as that was happening i really felt like um like us as a youth group we were um we were becoming more more experienced and more stronger in the spirit and we were able to um we were able basically to rebuke the devil and what he was doing um we were praying against him, um, the sicknesses he was having towards us, and um, and um, yeah, it was amazing. Um, and I remember going back to the crash. Um, I was pretty much fine, although um, because I've had a history of back problems um, or pain in the muscles, my muscles felt terrible, and I was sore all over. And the problem with that was because, well. I couldn't really praise God or worship God, and um, I feel like that was another um, thing that the devil was doing to me personally, and um, I felt really restricted. And um, but then I fall back to the first me- message: um, if if um, 
if you're not if if you're having a good time, then the devil's not angry with you. And if you know, yeah, so if things are tough, then the devil's I'm um, having a go at you. So I thought, I thought like no devil, I'm I'm not gonna do I'm not gonna like deal I'm not gonna deal with this. So um, in the pain during praise and worship, I would lift up my hands and um, I felt like my whole back was so much pain, like honestly and. <laughs> <laughs> but like I thought, no, I I keep going, and um, and then and then I, I get a little a little a little jump to it to to the beat, and then and I was like, hey, this is this is not this is not not too bad, and then I thought for as 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 it was dying down, I thought, oh, I just just go for a rest now, but then um, past the oh, the white American one. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn Berto, that's his name. Yes, um, yes, he said, um, he said, um, he said, um, I remember sometime when he was speaking, he said, there is healing in people with lower, like, lower back pain. And I was like, and instantly, my lower back pain was gone. And, um, What was particularly funny about that was because I had back pain all over me, or all over my back <laughs> and front <laughs> here, and only my lower back was gone. <laughs> so I still had pain in the back of my back, the top bit, and, and around here. But it was fine because this was not, this was fine. I mean, it, was, it only hurt particularly bad when I raised my hands on my lower bit. So I went, and then afterwards I was going crazy worshiping him, and there was like no pain at all, because um, I found that it only hurt when I was praising God at the bottom bit. So um, although God did not take away everything of my back pain, He took away the one, the, the bit that was hurting me the most, basically. So that's a personal thing that was coming out of me. And I thought, and um, I thought, we just got to press in. And I thought, and I, and I was, so, so I just continued to pray for all the other people that were, all the other stuff that was going on. Um, and Paul, and yeah, really, um, the end of this um, whole experience, we've come back, and I feel like us as a youth group, we've grown to know God's power more. And but also the devil's power and how to combat that. And um, that's our testimony. Awesome. Very good. So good. Nothing like pressing in. Amen. Sean? Hey. So, I'm Sean. Um, so I just got a quick testimony for me. Um, so a while ago, probably like a month and a half ago, I started like going through the precautions of becoming a youth leader, which now I've gone through. It's real cool. Um, but during the start of the procedure, um, we had like a prayer, prayer night with like all the youth leaders, and it got prophesied over me that I'd eventually go into spiritual warfare in the future which I was like, oh, that's scary. <laughs> like, what do I expect in this? 
Um, but then during um, shout, I went up to the prophesied tent and I was praying and then I just heard God say to me, like, your time is now. Like, it's time you've been, you've learned enough and you're ready to go through and go through with this. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> That's happening. But um, through that, it was real eye-opening. And then I pretty much started praying for everyone, like, all the spiritual attacks that were going on. So, like, not only the youth, but, like, everyone at Shout in general, like, from all the different conferences. And I was going through. And then on the second to last night, when I was praying before we, like, left to go to the arena, I just remember seeing this, like, angel's presence just come over me, and I was like, oh, what's going on? But it was just real gratifying to know that they were there. And then at the conference, I saw an angel for the first time, like, up in the lights, and he was just, like, hovering around and just, like, going around protecting everyone, and I was like, whew, like, did I do this? And it was just... It was just real intense and it was real character growing for me just to know that I just have that much of a voice to him and he listens. And it's like for everyone that was just going through a hard time, like your prayers were being answered and there were people looking out for you and God was there on your shoulder. And I was just like, cool. Amen. Amen. Let's keep them flowing. Who's up next? Chelsea. Who's after Chelsea? So for those that don't know me, I'm Chelsea. Um, So last year I live streamed Shout Conference and at the time I remember thinking, wow, that would be so cool to go, but it would never happen. Like, (laughs) yeah. So um, when Shout was mentioned this year, I was kind of like put off and put in the too hard basket, like that's never going to happen. I've just got a new job. There'll be no way that leave would be approved. God really challenged my thinking around this. And then doors just started opening like left, right and centre. I was just blown away. Then a couple of days prior to the conference, God um, planted this word in my spirit about believing that for things to be happen. Um, this stirred expectation in me for God to move. And then on the Thursday night of Shout uh, Conference, this is very similar to Eyes Eyes thing, um, God had um, put this intense feeling through my back and I've had back pain for two years and was on quite strong pain medication for it. And I received healing for that in that moment. Um, yeah, so it's pretty cool. And then um, I was just like, oh, wow, this is so cool. Like, nothing else is going to happen from here. <laughs> God totally blew me away yet again. Um, so on the final night, I received the gift of speaking in tongues. Um, this is something that I never thought I would receive, as I was like, it's not my time. Like, God will just plant it when it's the right time. So Shout Conference confirmed a number of things that were going on in my life. And confirmed about where I'm placed in mental health, nursing, and um, dreams and visions were just downloaded in an instant. But I really want to say that putting yourself in an atmosphere like Shout allows you to the opportunity for God to move and to fix your eyes on God. Come on, so good. GMAC. Hi, I'm Georgia. Um, So last week I went up to Shout Conference, which was awesome. And I had a lot of expectation for like personal stuff, which was awesome. And it like God came through in that. But what I really want to talk about is 
Um, like one thing that I got out of Shout Conference was actually listening to God when he tells you to do something. So like um, I got hit up because God's actually given me like gifts and promises and stuff like the gift of healing um, that I just sort of like shoved on the shelf. Um, and a lot of people at Shout got sick and God's like, actually, you can do something about that. I want to use you in this. And so I was really challenged with that. Um, to step out and pray, not just at Shout, but actually in my world. Um, and so this week I've just been praying into like opportunities for God to actually like use me. And so on Thursday night, literally, I was like, God, like I just want to be used wherever. I don't really mind, but just open up the opportunities. And it was real cool. On Friday, I was just walking through the mall, just like going somewhere in a like I was in a little bit of a hurry and I was like okay sweet and I saw a lady on the floor crying and I was like okay here we go (laughs) um so I just sat down with her I was like hey are you okay and she's like just broke down and I was like nope okay (laughs) um and I just talked to her and I was like like I I see your hurts um but like I personally can't fix that but I know who can and I was like can I pray with you and she's like Yup. And I was like, okay. So I just was sitting in the middle of the mall on the floor with this lady, um, praying with her. And she just broke down even more. And I was like, oh my God, like I look like a weirdo, but this is for Jesus. Um, Just praying into restoration and believing that she's worthy of greater because her situation sucks. Um, But just letting her know that actually God is greater and he's above that. And it was just like, hey, if you're free on Sunday, come to church. I um, just slipped it in. I like, I don't know if she came, but like the seed was planted and just believing that as I step out um, and just plant that, like God will move. Like it's, it's just an obedience thing at the moment. Awesome. All right. Hey, 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 hey. Get back up here. So, um... So, so far, we're going to keep going with testimonies in a minute. Um, so far, I just feel like there's an anointing in the room for healing. We've been talking about people with lower backs. And someone's saying, praying for opportunities to pray for healing. <laughs> not a setup, by the way. But well, you don't need a, you don't, I was going to say a computer. You don't need a, a keyboard. But right now, if you're in physical pain and, uh, and you're believing for healing, I want you just to stand up real quick. So that's cool. Okay, pray. Awesome. God, I thank you that you are a God of healing. You are a God of miracles. And I thank you that you have a miracle in store for each and every individual in this room, God, those that are standing and those that are sitting, Lord. I pray that you pour out your spirit upon every individual standing, Lord, that their healing is there for them tonight. I pray that they grab a hold of it and that that it is willingly and it pours out upon them from head to toe that any illness is gone in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I believe God's moving. I believe God's moving. Um, so other testimonies I've asked, uh, I've got a couple of people ready, but um, where are they? Jason, you can 
come. So this is not just about shout. I asked, I asked some of the younger guys to talk about shout and all that. But really, um, you don't need to go to a conference to hear God. You don't need to. Uh, conferences are good. Don't get me wrong. You, you put yourself in a position where you're sacrificing time, you're sacrificing finances, but uh, God will speak to you there. But also God will speak to you in your day-to-day. And so here's Jason. Yeah, so the, um, the testimony I want to share um, occurred a couple of weeks ago. And those, so I'm Jason and got a little girl, uh, Sophie, who's about four. So some of the background on Sophie, she has a um, couple of heart defects. And one of those heart defects means that she needs a pacemaker. Um, and so that kind of keeps her, her heart going. So it's pretty important. Um, so, yeah, she was having problems with her ears and they decided to put grommets in um, and also to remove her tonsils. And leading into the surgery, the, the anaesthetist and the surgeons were concerned about the impact of the surgery on her uh, pacemaker and what it might do. So we were naturally a little bit concerned, but praying into it for God to, uh, to protect her. Yeah, yeah. And the surgery went, um, went reasonably well. It was really delayed. And we're catching up for passport for um, coffee, so we had to keep delaying coffee, so sorry about that. Um, but... Um, Eventually she you know, went through the surgery, came out really well and came back up onto the ward. And generally her heart rate sits at a really steady rate because of the pacemaker. So it sits about 80 beats per minute. And we noticed on the machines that it was reducing to 50 beats per minute, which is her underlying rate and not really enough uh, to keep her going. So I got a little bit concerned about that. Happened once, happened again. Then the, the nurses came around because they were monitoring it too and they got a little bit concerned and they called in the anaesthetist and they called back the pacemaker technician. And at the same time, um, Terry and I sort of sent a text out and message out just to, to get people with us praying. And so by now, there have been about three or four times that it had dropped and we sent that message out and right then... It, it went to a steady rate and didn't drop again that night. <laughs> so thank you, God. Yeah. And it was just, it was just, you know, we've we've been praying for Sophie for for a long time and um, and praying for her heart, praying for a pacemaker, and we're, we're still waiting for that for that final healing. Um, but I know God, every so often, He'll give you. A, a snippet to renew, to rebuild your faith, yeah. and for me that was one of those one of those times. So you know that promise is still there. So, so thank you, God. So good, isn't it? Awesome just to hear. You know, God God answers prayer. Um, I've been part of some other. Uh, I've got other friends in the UK, and they they had a situation where they sent out a text message and people were praying worldwide, worldwide. And um, God answers prayer. And so praise the Lord. Amen. Awesome. Who's next? <laughs> All right. All right, Pastor Aileen. So I knew I had you up my sleeve for later, but that's all right. We'll use you now because everyone else is quiet. 
So mine's healing uh, at excuse me at Chilt as well. Um, so, um, like a number of people, I got affected and my energy was affected, and I also had sciatic nerve pain. Um, so, if you're older and you've experienced sciatic nerve pain, you know it's not nice. And I was taking some fairly serious medication for it. Um, and God has such a great sense of humour, and I just love the way that He answers our prayers. And um, uh, somebody from the church here had been praying because I had sent a text message out, and um, they came back to me and said, "I believe you're healed." So I'm going, "This is great. I'm just waiting on this healing to come." And the healing came when somebody who was at Shout, who's a nurse, showed me how to stretch the nerve <laughs> to take the pain away. And so, um, so I did this exercise for a, a couple of times, and then the pain went away. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't, I don't care how he does it as long as he does it. Uh, the, other, the other testimony was um, I got really hit badly with fatigue uh, one day and I uh, went to bed and I slept for three hours in the afternoon and then I didn't have enough energy to go to the session at night time. Um, and I was just too fatigued and I slept a, a lot during that night. And normally my pattern has been that uh, that will last for several days, sometimes going on to a week. Well, the next morning I woke up as fresh as a daisy and I was ready to go. So I just thank the Lord for that. So good. Awesome. So I've got a couple of other friends that I tapped on the shoulder when they came in this afternoon. I'm just waiting for them to get up and come down the front. Oh, there. There's my friend. Hey, I just wanted to testify to um, the way that God um, uses us and displays His strength through us. Um, and it doesn't matter what our original state is, what's important is the power that's in us when we accept Him into our life. Um, from a young age, man, I sucked at English. I was terrible. Um, education wasn't going too well for me because I was heavily dyslexic. And um, yeah, they picked it up when I was about five because um, I couldn't really read or write or do anything, to be honest, um, which was pretty heartbreaking. <laughs> I used to cry behind these outdoor toilets every lunchtime for like eight months, and then the principal pulled me aside and said, Matt, it's not okay, this is not what men do. And my mum was like, why did you do that? Like, it's my baby boy. Um, but in the end, that's exactly what I needed. But that's just one thing. It was actually what God did that made the, the real difference. Um, and uh, yeah, it's actually a testimony that comes through to um, today. But yeah, I failed English up until year eight. Um, so at high school, managed, some reason they kept me going. But yeah, I didn't actually pass English until year nine. Year nine was the first time I passed English. It was such a, a great celebration. Um, yeah, it was a real breakthrough for me, actually. Um, and then a year later, I was offered a position in the Accelerant English class, which is just like, what? I turned it down because I learned that uh, I could actually teach people in my own class, and um, that actually helped me learn better. I actually learned by teaching. 
Um, so that was crazy. And then by the end of year 13, um, I was actually like the top, one of the top of my English class, um, which was just phenomenal. And then I thought, well, that was great, God. He got me through that. And then he took me to university. And I'm like, what right do I have to be at university? And I was like, man, I'm going to try my guts out here. I'm just going like, to spill it all. <laughs> and I did. And I came away after first year with a B average. And I was like, man, I, that, was, that was my everything. Um, and I did it again in second year. And I gave it all when I came with a B average. And I knew where I wanted to go and where I felt God was calling me. I had to have a B plus average. And I said, God, I gave it all. Um, so then in my humanness, I, I decided I'd ditch everything out of my schedule and just focus on my study. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll still attend church because church is important. But I'll just go to one service. At the time, I was flatting with people on, uh, who were like leading worship team. And I was like, hey, kind of want to drop worship team. I'm like, you can't do that. It's like, no, I need to. I need to prioritize my study. And I was like, I ditched my job. Um, yeah, I just ditched everything out of my life because I thought that's the way I was going to succeed. And literally in that month, God put more on my plate than I'd ever had in the past. He gave me a girlfriend. I was like, I ain't got time for that. But he did it. And it's phenomenal because now we're married. Um, But yeah, and she's incredible. So he gave me a a girlfriend who would become my wife. And I'm like, what? I ain't got time for that. This is not good advice, God. And it's not good planning. And then then, um, Sophie and Roy approached me and they're like, hey, we'd love you and Hamish to lead an e-group, lead the boys e-group. And I'm like, what? Okay, God. And then all of a sudden, all these things are getting put on my schedule. And then God just said to me, um, what did he say? He said, Matt, you've tried your hardest, but now it's time to trust. And I was like, oh, man, you've put more on my plate than I can even like imagine. And then I'm going to try and get a B plus. But he said, you don't need to try, Matt. Just trust me. And it was incredible that, yeah, I... um. Because of my dyslexia, I take a long time. I have to read a lot. I have to read like an exam. I have to read the question six times just to make sure I've got it. Otherwise, I'll read it backwards, switch around the numbers, um, write a completely different answer, and then at the end be like, I answered it, and then like find out, oh, that wasn't even the question. Um, Real tedious. But yeah, um, so it takes me a long time. But that year, um, I was actually... I'd go to the library and I'd boss out about 800 words in half an hour and they'd be perfect. I wouldn't even have to really go back and fix them. I'm like, what is happening? Um, it was just incredible and that was just, uh, yeah, it was just crazy. I was finishing top of my classes and I was getting feedback from uh, lecturers saying they didn't even agree with what my content was, but it was so persuasive and so beautifully written that I couldn't not give you the top grade of the class. And I'm like, what? I'm not even writing the right things they want and God's blessing. Me, um, so that's incredible. So yeah, I ended up graduating, and I, I think I ended up with like an A average or something for my final year. So I can do what I want to do. So um, that's awesome. That's so good. But the thing is, is that um, sometimes we settle on a level that blows us away. But God's actually got more, and He actually wants to elevate our dreams instead of depress them. So uh, this year I took on the internship, and I didn't want to study this year, but it turns out study's part of it. And I talked to Anna, and I was like, hey, what's the study like? She's like, oh, that's pretty chill, eh? Now you'll be fine. And I'm like, oh, sweet, cool. It's not that chill. She sold me up the creek. But that's mainly because I like doing things well. I like to do a high standard. But yeah, and uh, the study's more of a side note when you're doing internship. Um, 
A lot of it's more about your practical application. So um, my ex- well, I did pretty well this semester, and then my exam week rolled around. And no one really knew it was my exam week apart from my wife because we're actually in one of the biggest weeks of our church. Uh, we had our 75th, which was just massive. And I was planning literally, I was like, I tried to get other people on board the decor team with me, but no one else was available. They're all busy. I'm like, I'm busy too. But because I'm the intern, you can't say no. So you do it. So I pretty much organized this wedding banquet for the church. It was like incredible. Um, it's such a good journey. I was like, man, I'm an event planner now. Hire me. Um, but yeah, that was just the craziest week And I think we dropped, I dropped something like 90 something plus hours in that week And this was meant to be my exam week And I was meant to be writing two essays during this week And one was worth 45% of my grade And the other one was worth 35% of my grade And I got to Thursday and I haven't even started And I'm like, God, that's not how I operate. I need two weeks to do some study beforehand so I can start processing because that's what I have to do. And God's like, nah, just trust me. So I got into my office one morning. I'm like, right, Thursday morning, don't disturb me for three hours. I've got three hours to do my research. And I'm like, I've never done that much before. And on top of that, the essay's on discerning the will of God. (laughs) Ah, just pick an easy topic, God. Yeah, I mean, cool. How do you discern the will of God in your life? Such an incredible essay. But I sat down in those three hours. I read through about six papers, got all my research out that I needed. And then I wrote the essay later that afternoon. So I bossed out the essay in about seven hours. I've never done that before. And then it's my essay. It's 35% of my grade relying on it. And it's on discerning the will of God. And I put it and I'm like, man, you got it. You better root that good God because otherwise I'm screwed, man. Anyways, I got my essay back A+. It was phenomenal. And I was like, you got to be kidding me, God. And then I got my comments, and the comments were from a guy who's actually done a theology degree, He's now and he's now pastor at the West Coast. And he said, Matt, your essay really spoke to me and ministered to me, and I feel like I've actually grown as a Christian because of what you've written. And that's what it's about, because at the end of the day, a grade may make me, like, boost me up for, like, 10 minutes and give me get me excited, but when God moves, man, that's what I'm sold out for. So that was incredible, and to hear that that might be passed on to minister to other people's phenomenal. But anyway, there was another essay that week as well. And this one was at 45%. And I'm like, what? And then the, the topic was pretty much what you had to do is write a whole sermon for the whole Bible. So the, the thing was you had, to, you had to tell the overarching narrative of the Bible. So just, you know, just wrap up the whole Bible for me, please. Then, then draw out two key themes. And you have to weave all your key themes through every key event that you've pulled out on your story. I'm like, what? And then on top of that, you have to tell me about your theological insights. What does this tell you about God? What does this tell you about His love? What does this tell you about salvation? I'm like, man, this is crazy. And then it said, then bring it into a modern context. How does this apply to the now? So you're writing a sermon for the whole Bible. What? That's like a there's like billions of theses. Like you could you can like write a thesis on one one little line of the Bible, let alone a whole essay on the whole thing. So that was crazy and I, I did it and I was like, Man, God, you gotta be in this as well. Um and I actually really learned stuff from it, but I got that one back A plus. 
And it's just crazy because God's Word isn't just for some people, it's for all people. And when He says He's going to be your strength, his, your, He's going to be strength in your weakness, He means it. And um, God just told me, I wanted to save this for a sermon, but God told me, if you don't excuse it, I'll use it. And so often we go, oh man, well, through high school I went through, how do you think you went, man? Oh, not too good, you know. This whole dyslexia thing, you know, it makes it a bit hard. Excuses. What did I see? Grades that weren't as great. But when I didn't excuse what, what was my limitation, God became my strength in it. And all of a sudden I've become an A-plus student out of nowhere. And it's just ridiculous. My three papers this semester were all A-plus. And it's just like, what are you doing, God? Why would you choose me? Why would you be strengthened me? Come on, this little boy was thrown into a woodwork classroom because at least he had creativity. Nah, God can use you in spaces that you can't even imagine. So I just want to remind you tonight, come on, let God be the strength. I know you guys want to try a lot, but trust as well. Yeah, awesome. Amen. Amen. Um, I know there's, excuse me, I know there's a couple, there's other people as well, but we're, we're out of time. Um, but I, I, I want to finish with just a little bit of time of, of ministry. Um, I'll give you a tip. If you want to upgrade your, um, your what, do you, what do you call them, grades, do an internship. <laughs> That'll help you get higher grades. Why? Because the biggest thing we try and teach and here's the thing is you can all do your own internships but this is the biggest thing we try and teach and I'm going to get it out of my Bible I think when it comes to testimony testimonies only come through tests through, through opportunities where we learn to put our trust and our faith in Jesus Christ the language of heaven will come when we think oh, and we set our heart on heaven, the realities of heaven. But this is, this is a core scripture that I believe will all help us tonight. And it's in Proverbs chapter 3. It says, My child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. Never let loyalty, kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. See, loyalty and kindness. Write them deep within your heart. Then you will find favour with both God and people. And you will earn a good reputation. Verse 5 says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and the very best part of everything you produce. Then He will fill your barns with grain, and your vats will overflow with good wine. When we jump to our feet, we're going to finish in prayer. Those, those 10 verses in Proverbs chapter 3, the first 10 verses in Proverbs chapter 3, 
know you probably put your notepads down and all that. But Proverbs chapter 3, 1 to 10. If we can trust in the Lord with all our heart, not lean on our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge Him, then He will show us which path to take. When we set our hearts on the realities of heaven, God will show you which path to take. When we, there's a whole, there's messages after messages in this whole. But I want to encourage you, take Proverbs chapter 3, 1 to 10, take it home, read it through for yourself. Find out where you're at with it. When we set our sights on the realities of heaven, it's not learning to trust ourselves, it's learning to trust God. It's learning to seek His will, not our will. And so tonight, as we've heard this language of heaven, this, this, this faith where the Lord answers, the faith where Jesus comes through, faith for healing, we heard about backs being healed. We've heard about how God provides when it comes to uh, working through our weaknesses and trusting in the Lord. I believe the language of heaven wants to be released in this room tonight. I believe this testimony. Thank you for listening to this message recorded at Equippers Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equippuschurch.com.